Okay, Blake, I've been working on some jingles for our new website launch. So I've got churchy, churchy, church, church dear. Toby, what have I told you about singing on the podcast? It doesn't work. But you know what is working? Our new website. You can actually get it to load on your phone. You can actually buy a new piece of gear without your phone bursting into flames. Well, what if I spelled it out like C-H-U-R-C-G-E-A-R? Toby, Toby, stop. That is not working. But you know what is working? The search bar on our website. You can actually search speakers and speakers will appear. No joke, that didn't always work. Okay, what if I just did something like go to churchgear.com? Uh, you know what? That one works. Oh, Blake. How many times do you think you got fired this year? I actually kind of have that number ready for you today. Welcome to the Church Gear Podcast, where we pull the tech out of the booth and onto the stage to share the most outlandish stories and hidden wisdom from the tech trenches. And now, here are your hosts. I'm your host, Blake Hodges, a man who has found a way to stay employed long after he has been fired. And I'm here with my boss, who has never been fired, as he is too awesome for that, Toby Walters. Well, now I've got to tell my being fired story. Have you really been fired? So I was a worship pastor at a church out in Texas, and they did a, uh, you know, pastor transition. So old pastor left, new pastor came on. And about three weeks later, I was brought into the new pastor's office, essentially introduced to my replacement and let go. What? How old are you in this story? Uh, 29, 30, something like that. Toby, I'm presently 29, turning 30 soon. Am yeah. I? Yeah. Uh, do you see this curtain here in our podcast studio? Yeah, I do. Who's behind the curtain, Blake? I hope Brian Deshaun or <laughs> Stephen Brewster. Um, wow. Dang. How, how did you take it? That sounds pretty brutal. Honestly, it was uh, the pastor that had left was a good dear friend, and I love doing ministry with him. And there's nothing against the new pastor, but I didn't know him. We didn't have the history. So I was kind of like, you know what? I'm cool with it. Like, this is obviously God's plan. So Awesome. It's just like the Bible says, and on this pastor, I shall build my church, and should he leave, you will leave with him. Yeah, <laughs> and I figured uh, I had this this little known concept of buying and selling gear to fall back on, so I I kind of started doing that I don't to think help pay the bills. I don't think that sounds like a great fallback plan to I know. Me. I don't think that has a future. <laughs> All right, so I actually kind of have the number ready for you to guess on how many times I was fired wow. on the podcast this year starting in October with Adam Taylor's episode. So going from the first week of October to the end of the year. So just the last quarter? Just the last quarter. Man. Well, you should be fired for not counting the rest of the year. And that's going to count towards 2023. Oh, 2023 will, this will be recurring. Next year we'll have a full count. So do we I, have like, you know, like a swear jar where every time you get fired? Because you said if you get a nickel every time you get fired... As long as you're the one paying into that jar, I 100% will get that jar today. I will go right after this and get that jar and put it in here. I think you should do it yourself. Put a nickel in and then see how long it takes you to get to like a new bottle of Pappy. Mm, you know, going rate though nowadays is, depending upon the bottle, somewhere between seven fifty to $5,000. Um, it is crazy out there in them streets. I'm glad I'm not... a big liquor guy. You know what? Since you brought it up, um, there was an allocation drop, which is where all the cool stuff goodies come out and mm -hmm. everyone lines up and I'm driving over there and I'm, you know, it's 10 minutes from my house. I'm barreling over there. I hope did, no wait, wait, wait. Did you have your GPS on to get I, you there? I, I did halfway through, <laughs> halfway through, I turned it on just to make sure. Cause in the excitement, I didn't want to, there's like one turn that I didn't, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss it. Do the listeners know that you, when you leave your house to like go to the grocery store, you put on your GPS. Look, we live in Nashville. I live in the heart of Nashville, and it's... Which the, you've lived for your whole life. But, well, yes, and I've learned through that, the roads get crazy. 
some there's going to be some madness. Anyways, I'm I'm driving up super fast. I park, and as I'm going to park, this line is already wrapped around the building. Mm. And who's midway through the line? The youth pastor. The youth pastor at my church. I won't say his name. I'll give him some more anonymity. <laughs> but WB. Uh, it was actually a different, a different, youth, okay. different one. Great. And this guy was so giving that he messaged me and was like, "I know that that your favorite thing, stag. I, I might get it. You won't. I'll get it and give it to you." And mm. I was like. You are truly the kindest man that ever lived. Yeah, but you volunteer in the middle school ministry, so he owes you. That's you know what they did to me last night? They wrapped me up in uh, Christmas paper. They nice. they said pick a leader to wrap up as a Christmas mm-hmm. gift, and I was the one that got chosen. Obviously, it was. Am I a gift to you, Toby? Mm. I mean, I unwrapped you one time, and I was sorely disappointed. <laughs> Did you send me back? Yes. Do I, have a 30... I tried to return you, and your parents were like, nope, he's your problem now. They were like, we have a 30-day uh, return policy, just like you guys, and it's yep. been 30 days. Okay, you need to guess. You've yep. had enough time to think. So just in a quarter on the podcast, I'm going to guess 17 times. Man, my heart dropped seven times. Ah. When you started with seven, I was about to lose it if you got it. It wasn't as many as I thought it would be. Now I'm disappointed. I'm thinking I'm going to fire myself for not firing you enough. Okay. Well, I guess we'll start another another ticker there. Well, it's just goals for 2023. Yes. So next year, I think we could do something even more fun with it. Like let someone guess and whoever gets the closest gets us something. Totally. Gets a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. Well, then uh, I will be entering into our own <laughs> contest. I've never rigged a contest here at Church Gear, but that will be the first one. All right, so you can notice today is a little different. Um, we're going to do an end-of-year episode. Me and Toby are going to tell some other crazy things that have happened this year at churches. Uh, we'll have some employees actually come on and tell us some stories. Um, and then we'll have some awards at the end from Toby that he's yet to show me. <laughs> and uh, You may have to update that uh, firing number at the end of this episode. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, my surprise for this episode was just that. That's all I had. Mm-hmm. So I guess now I'm at the mercy of yours and at the end, we'll have a tech takeaway on the amount of money we paid back to churches and the amount of uh, gear we got back to churches. So, Toby, are you are you ready to to get into the first story? Yeah, I think it's just been a a super banner year, if we can say it that way. Twenty twenty two. I think one of our favorite moments is just what happened with Willow Creek, and so. Reaching out to Willow Creek was through our buddy Scott Ragsdale. Thank you, Scott. Scott opened up a uh, you know an introduction to us and uh, Dave at Willow. And so Willow was like, this is awesome. We have, I forget how he said it, but like basically- Pallets um, and pallets of gear. Mountain of equipment that has been sitting in our warehouse. There were literally giant cardboard boxes, like pallets of them. They're called Gaylords. Did you know that, Blake? A Gaylord is like the building in Nashville. That's what I think of Gaylord. Well, Gaylords are a pallet, but with a, you know, a box walls on it. That's exactly what you were picking up at Willow Creek. That's my new thing to learn for the day. So we sent you and Brian up to Willow Creek, and I was trying to estimate how long it was going to take, and I thought it was going to take two guys two days. Don't give the it'll be fine guy the job of estimating time for a project. Well, what did you do? Well, keep going. It took... One day. One day. But, two guys, one day. But that's because you sent your your best and brightest, you, you know... Brian? The, all right, well... <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what it was. Were you the mastermind behind packing that truck? No, I was the enthusiast. There or the enthusiasm. Go. I was the energy. He was the mind. There you go. So you guys filled up a, an entire 26-foot truck. Like you, you probably couldn't have fit a dime in the back of that truck if you tried by the end. Yeah, it was insane. I, and it's taken us a good... I think we're still going through that gear. No, surely not. Like there were... 
I don't want to say thousands because I'm not sure, but there might have been literally thousands of pieces of gear. It, quite honestly, I think it's still, I don't know that we've kept record of this, but like most amount of pieces from a church. Oh, it's guaranteed. We didn't track it, but there's no doubt. Well, because at the very end, after we packed everything, I mean, it was still, there was, it, we got to a point where it was like, hey, just take as much as you want. Yeah. Like we're, it's going to go to the, like the dump and it's still good gear that I'm like, we sell this for a hundred dollars. We sell this for $200. Like what? Sure. Can't throw this away at the very end. We had an entire box of snakes that once it was all packed, mm -hmm. me and Brian are just throwing snakes in like Frisbees because <laughs> I know it'll land and just just come with us. Um, I'm imagining the scene in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Have you you've never seen it, have you? No, I was going to say snakes oh on a gosh. snakes on a van instead of snakes on a plane. Oh, well, there you go. It's not a van. It's a truck. You keep calling trucks vans. Van truck. You must be confused. It's the same thing. So I thought it was also funny that uh, Todd Elliott Philo, like their offices are in that same building where the Willow Warehouse is. And so he was walking by that gear every day for a couple of years and thinking, man, I'd love to buy some of this gear. Yeah, I actually got hired by Todd that same day. Mm -hmm. I, I ended up sitting in his seat, wore his hat. Yeah, you're fired again. Well, well, from there, from up here. Up to eight. Philo is my, that's my backup plan, just like selling gear was yours. So a couple months later, Willow calls back and says, hey, we have a whole bunch more gear. And this time, we... You were with us, right? I was, I was there on both. I'm like a boomerang. You know, I you know. throw me and I come back. So how was the second pickup compared to the first, Blake? It was the most Toby Blake experience of my life because Blake goes first, eight hours of long work. I'm exhausted. Toby goes second. We get, I don't know, an hour worth of work, get the same amount of dollar amount of gear because it's like some nicer gear. And I'm just like, how does Toby always end up in these moments? I... I don't know what to tell you, Blake. I'm just, I'm good at what I do. So if I'm a boomerang, you're a horseshoe. You're yeah. a you're a lucky horseshoe, and I would like to find it. I don't know so, where you keep it. So basically the one where you were the enthusiast, it took you eight hours, and the one where I was the enthusiast, it took about one hour. Yeah. Just saying, just saying, Blake. Yeah, so, but did uh, you get hired by Todd Elliott while you were there? <laughs> Todd and I are best friends, okay? Okay, fine. So uh, another fun moment I thought of was Central Church in Vegas. So they... Um, I think once they heard about us, they they called up Lee Fields and Adam Taylor called up Lee and said, hey, are these guys like for real? Is, is this for real? Because we have so much gear that we don't even know where to begin. And Lee said, dude, these guys are legit. Like you should definitely call them. So talking with Adam and working with him over a few weeks and trying to get their list of gear together. And it was it was at least five pages of gear. And so Charlie, our beloved Charlie, plans a trip and goes out to Vegas. And so he's loading some of the stuff up with the central production crew. And he said, it's awesome. And then he said, it kind of gets to the point where they said, okay, well, we've got a production meeting to go to. There's still a bunch of gear. Just take whatever you want and just give us whatever you can. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and so he's trying to dig through just mountains of gear and I'm on the phone with him for like two hours and he said okay what about this piece and I'm trying to like come up with an offer and so I mean we ended up giving Central like thousands of dollars more of stuff <laughs> but it was just funny for Charlie to be left alone in their you know production department area and just rifling through gear. So is that an invitation for robbery like when they're like just take what you want at that point is it? I mean I love that it was in Vegas because, you know, Sin City, but as... Toby, what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas. I know, Vegas. so we're not supposed to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to cut that. No, we've got to keep this. <laughs> Just kidding. So I, I love that 
I mean, this is a little self-serving, Blake. I'm sorry for being self-serving, but I have a true heart for not taking advantage of churches. Oh, yeah. I mean, we won't say names, but a couple people throughout Church Cruise history has been like, oh, you could totally do better deals. And I just see this moment in Toby's face like, yeah, we don't do that, though. Yeah, we don't take advantage of churches even when we have the opportunity to. And those weren't Church Gear team members. Those were just... You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when we talk peripheral floaters, we'll call them that have come into contact with church gear. When you tell people about what you do, yeah. you hear these things. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, dude, you could just basically, you know, highway robbery these churches. And I'm like, no, that's not what we do. Yeah. It's I've had moments at smaller moments at gear runs where people are just trying to give me that stuff. And it's like literally duplicates line items of something you've already offered on. Mm-hmm. And they're like, just take it. I'm like, you just take 25 more bucks. Let me pay you for this. Yeah. Now, sometimes churches do just give us stuff. We say like, well, this isn't something we would buy. And they say, well, you take it anyways. And occasionally we still have room left on the truck. But in this moment, Adam and Central Church, like, thank you for trusting us. And Adam keeps saying like, yep, we have another mountain of gear. So who wants to go back to Vegas, Blake? Oh, man. I uh, I don't trust myself in Vegas. I'd, I'd get up into too much mischief. You know what I I'd sure be? would. It'd be like Zach Galifianakis. I would end up. Oh, yeah. You were totally Galifianakis. Yeah. You would end up with a baby. Oh, man. Carlos. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was, my kids in middle school ministry last night literally said, you got any kids? I said, y'all are my kids. Y'all are my kids. My little eighth graders. All right. So tell us about Church on the Move. What happened there this year? So Church on the Move out in Oklahoma, they had a, a surprise, surprise, a whole bunch of gear, Blake. It seems like everybody has a whole bunch of gear. I know. And we, you know, knowing what the gear was, we knew we'd need a full-size 26-foot truck. And... Brian, again, put his hand up. He's like, I'll do it. I'll be the man. And we're like, okay, we're going to send Jared with you because this is a pretty big pickup. You might need help. Which, for reference, Jared has the arms of Captain America. So we're sending two, yeah. two, the two men of church gear. Jared is twice as buff as anybody else of church gear. Yep. Yep. So they get to church on the move and... All the stuff is palletized and ready to load, which is awesome. But when you palletize stuff and put it in a truck, you can't pull a Willow Creek, Blake. You can't just throw stuff into the empty space. Like you have to load pallets in one at a time. And you can only fit about eight pallets. Well, just to be fair, we did that at Willow Creek too. We put all the pallets in and then we stack stuff on top. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't be hearing these stories how you're loading gear. Now, remember, I had Brian with me, so I had ratchet straps. Like, it was all safe, and we we put the lighter stuff, like the sure. snakes on top. But okay, you keep going. So luckily, two of them were at Church on the Move, and so they, they get there with a 26-foot truck and quickly realize, uh-oh, we're going to need another truck. So they immediately had to go rent a second truck just to get all this gear. Really, the church is going to be on the move because the whole church, it sounds like, at the end of this is going to be in this truck. Obviously. It was, uh, I guess it was Andrew Stone's old Vertec line array. So it kind of has this like magical history to it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sure they either went to DNB or L Acoustics. I wasn't there, so I didn't get the site tour. But uh, it was just cool to have that, that history, kind of that allure of, um, you know, Andrew Stone mixing through that system back in the day. We really need a church gear historian working here because yeah. so much of church history, church tech production history is flowing through our halls at this point. And so unfortunately, this 26-foot truck arrives back to our old warehouse, the barn. Guys, this place was not workable conditions. (laughs) Which didn't have a loading dock. Or a driveway. The driveway was mud. So like a dozen of us are just loading out Vertex speakers and Macrotech amps 
for like six hours because he can't just, you know, take a forklift and get the pallets out because we didn't have a loading dock. We didn't have a driveway, didn't have a loading dock. We didn't have much of anything except enthusiasm and good church-loving people with us. Yeah. That's all you need, Blake. I mean, honestly... But a loading dock is nice, too. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, that's another thing that's happened this year as we moved into an actual office, so people can come visit us. And really, uh, I this wasn't the true inspiration, but you could say an inspiration was going to Gateway Church's warehouse in South Lake, Texas. I think... I'm not sure the warehouse is in South Lake. I think it's in the next suburb, but... Gateway's, you know, main campus in South Lake. Their warehouse is very close. And so I go and I meet Tim Logsdon, their their lighting director, and get a warehouse tour. And I had never seen a warehouse at a church that had more gear than we have at church gear. Wait, what? They had, again, just pallets and pallets and pallet racks and forklifts. And, like, they had just taken a huge um, delivery of Crestron gear for like their video streaming setup. Like there were pallets of new Crestron gear because they've got all these campuses that they're outfitting and then all their campuses when their systems get decommissioned come back to this central warehouse. So they had, you know, pallets of moving lights and pallets of Macrotex and pallets of old Elacoustics uh, Kudos speakers. And so I was, first of all, I was inspired because we needed a warehouse. We did very desperately. And I also told Tim, I was like, yeah, we can't buy all this gear in one shot. We're going to need to space this out because we don't have a warehouse like this. Yeah. So is that why we now have a warehouse and we have giant pallet racks in the place? A little bit. I mean, number one, it was Frank saying like, guys, we can't. Oh, in terms of the execution, it was all Frank. We, I just meant. We can't continue to survive in this barn. Yes. But it was, it was the first time I ever had to tell a church, like, we can't take all your gear at once. We're going to have to space it out. So Gateway, bravo for having more gear than church gear can even take. That is insane. What I'm also hearing is if you see something cool somewhere else, we're, you're going to bring it here. So I can't let you go to Disneyland. Like We can't just mm. put like a roller coaster in church gear. I keep, uh, so the, the sales team, like they'll give me the sales numbers for the day or the week or whatever. And I keep teasing them with a church gear hot tub. Wait a minute. You should tease me with that, Toby. I love hot tubs. Where would we put a church gear hot tub, though? That is the wrong question. The question is, what do we got to do to get one? We'll figure it out. We should um, we should find a space up in our warehouse on a pallet rack. What is that movie, uh, Employee, <laughs> Employee of the Year? Employee of the Month. Month? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep, they, we yeah, they had totally that space. totally have a church gear hot tub up in the warehouse somewhere, secret. Now, I'm just imagining, like, a church tech comes in for the podcast next year in person, and I'm like, yeah, man, you can come get in the church gear hot tub after our episode. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> or people come into the church gear warehouse, and they're like, why is it so humid in here? Yeah, all the gear actually. That would not work. That <laughs> would Smells like chlorine. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this gear brought to you by a hot tub. Um, okay, well, that's that sounds like some pretty crazy stories. I think now we, uh, we go over to some of everyone else's stories at church gear and see what else crazy stuff has happened. I'm uh, I'm curious whether they can challenge, uh, you know, my malfeasance if they have even more crazy stories. All right. I guess we'll find out. All right. I'm going to bring in a few of my coworkers and get some wild stories from 2022 from them. Uh, this is just me flying solo without Toby, though, because he said he needed a break from my presence. I don't know what he meant by that, uh, but here we are. So, Dave, you recently got an award at the end of the year Christmas party for God's least favorite church gear team member. You want to tell us what you did to provoke the Lord's Old Testament justice? Oh, man. Well, okay. I have to tell you, 
it's definitely began a soteriological like uh, issue in me. I don't even know what that, that word is. It's, it's it, another day, another time. But like, okay, so the whole story here is I'm doing a gear run in Kentucky. And I don't do a whole lot of those, but this one looked like a lot of fun. It was kind of a day trip. I was just going up to Kentucky for a day, grabbing some gear, coming back down. Not a big deal. But um, I swing by uh, the church gear warehouse and pick up our truck and I'm driving it out. Well, it's raining, it's storming, there's lightning around and stuff like that. Man, I get, no joke, quarter mile away from the warehouse and got struck by lightning. No, you did not. Fact. Dead serious. I now know what the real brown note is. Dude, for <laughs> sure. No joke. <laughs> I know what it is. Because everyone thinks it's like, oh, you know, stand in front of a subwoofer. I'm telling you, you, you don't know how loud thunder can be until it's literally smacking right on top of you. It's incredible. Now, are you speaking of the, the loudness of the thunder or the effect of it on you? Because when I've heard of the brown note, it has a, a brown effect on a person. Yeah, well, it wasn't literally a brown note, but man, it... I mean, that's probably the closest I'd ever come. So it was, yeah. So it was like really, really loud. Like, did you feel it? Did it like shake your body? Oh man. So I'm driving down the road, it's raining and the lightning hits. And now I honestly can't tell you if it actually hit me or hit really, really close, but I did see sparks. So I saw sparks. I saw it was blinding white light. It was uh, orange sparks that came off the vehicle and you could smell that kind of, if you're a tech guy, you can smell the blue smoke, that electrical kind of smoke afterwards. You guys get your own um, smoke too? Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, it's, you know, it's a great club to be in, man. <laughs> um, so, but, so that was scary, but I remember just how loud the thunder was, but how it felt. Like it felt like standing in front of a couple of dual 18 L acoustic SB whatevers. Mm, and that's how know, I would say that too. Yeah, totally. And the drummer just smacks into a kick drum and my whole body just shook. It was wild. Oh, and another cool thing, all the hairs on my arms were standing straight up. I'm surprised they didn't singe off. Well, I, well, yeah. So if anyone knows anything about like, if you're in a vehicle and you get struck by lightning, uh, it's considered pretty safe, right? So it's like the actual chassis of the vehicle and the tires of the vehicle, um, uh, how do I word this, spread the lightning out and send it to ground. So you're relatively unharmed. Now, sometimes a vehicle can get damaged, but the truck, there was I, I couldn't see any visible evidence that it got hit by lightning, but man, did it light me up. Yeah, do we need to file an insurance claim uh, on, <laughs> on this lightning strike? That is insane. Yeah, no, no. Now, hold on. Now, I've got another story for you. You got something worse than the lightning strike? Not not worse, but interesting. Well, and before before we get there, Good. I just want to I just want to give some redemption to this story. You know, getting the award for God's least favorite church gear team member, I think it's flipped. I think you might be the most favorite because your life was spared from a lightning strike. I mean, that's a that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, I am a pretty big deal. So, um, <laughs> hey, speaking of which, what do you do at Church Gear? Probably should have started with that, just as I introduced you. Everybody yeah. knows Dave Rodiger, but in case you didn't, you... I am the director of church relations. So I get to be the guy that walks into churches, I'm your best friend, and I figure out ways to give you money for all your AVL gear. See, oh my gosh. I, You know what? I thought I had the best job at Church Gear. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> I mean, it's it's better going that direction than the other way around. So I, mm. I, I get to be Santa Claus every day. Ooh, 
good, 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 timely reference. Okay, yeah. so tell me about what could be even crazier than lightning getting struck. Because Dave, you are the only person getting two stories on the podcast, so this has got to live up here. Oh man, this is big pressure. Okay, so I was just in California. We did a massive gear run through the whole state right around Thanksgiving time, and I think we picked up I don't know from like twelve or more churches in California. All California the churches in California. Crazy. From yeah, from all the way up in the Sacramento North uh, NorCal area, all the way down to San Diego, so SoCal area. So I'm I'm going. I've got to make it out to California and a visit friends. I got a lot of friends in California. B, visit churches we picked gear up from, and C, visit churches that we want to pick gear up from in the future, right? So be Santa um, Claus. Yeah, absolutely. So I do a week-long trip in California. This was just last week, folks. So um, I go out down there, and my last stop on one of my days is a church called Rocky Peak, which is about an hour and a half north of uh, the Irvine area, so that Orange County area. And so I go up there, and the uh, the production guys are saying, um, "Hey, we're having a kids program, uh, you know, nothing super special, like as far as like productiony things going on. But if you want to come and hang out, that'd be great." I'm like, "Absolutely, I love kids programs when I'm not doing them." Um, <laughs> exactly, you're not in charge of slides. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in charge of it. I just get to like sit there and watch. It's great. So I didn't even have to bring my own kids to it. It was no. It was it was the lowest pressure kids program I've ever been involved in. Anyway, side note. So this church is on a beautiful property up in the hills in um, this northern the Cali uh, Hills. Yeah, this you know north of LA area. And I don't really know much about the church other than I just met these two guys, Nick and Jordan, who. Wait, but well then, there. how did you even meet them? Like, did you just straight up cold walk into the church? Oh, okay, that's a whole other story. So our friend Sweet Pete, yeah, um, is a part of a group, and I'm actually a part of this group now too, called Thought Leader Connect with Chave. Now, do y'all get y'all's own smoke as well? Do y'all get a different blue smoke? Um, I can't comment on, on, okay. on that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what What color is cigar smoke? Mm. I don't know, actually. Bra- a brown I'm a smoke? I'm a good Christian man, Dave. I would, I would never know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, so I got I got their contact from Sweet Pete, and I made a connection. I'm like, this is a great place to visit. So um, right around dinner time during this kids' program, I go visit the church. It's in a great uh, area in the hills uh, north of L.A. And um, during that whole process, they go, hey, we actually have a really big shed full of gear that we'd love to sell you guys. And I'm going, well, hey – would love to look at that. You know, it's late. I know and I know there's like you gotta get back to your families. I'm here just to meet you guys and say hi, but if you want to show this to be great. And he goes, Well, it's a quarter mile up the road in this shed. I'm going on a property we own. I'm like, okay, great. Let's hop into a car. So I hop in their car. We go up a quarter mile on the road. And um, they're telling me the story. It's like, yeah, the, the actual property the church owns is about 50 acres. Now we don't really build on all of that. It's just mostly because it's in, you know. Uh, California Hills, a lot of lot of mansions, a lot of rich people. They don't want to get a lot of complaints from neighbors. Want to be good stewards of that relationship. Well, and I'm sure that land is appreciating in value very well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So we get to this area, and there's probably about ten acres of it that's completely fenced off. And in the middle of it, there is a uh, a church house, like a parsonage, that the technical director Nick is actually staying in and living in. And so we go in there. We're going through this where this warehouse shed thing. Mm, we and know we all we know all about that here. Church gear from the ex- barn. Yeah, exactly. the warehouse shed. Well, it's kind of like a barn to mm. be honest. And so we're digging through gear, and I'm going, "Hey, there's some stuff in here we'd be interested in." And so I'm asking, "What? Talk to me about the history of the church. I don't know much about it." 
they kind of look at each other like that there's a they're trying to figure out like how much are they going to tell me and they're going like what what do, do I or do I not know and they just looked at me and went well this uh this property used to be um a place where they filmed western movies back in the 50s and 60s and uh the church bought it in the 80s and it used to be known by a different name called Spawn Ranch and was the original Charles Manson family no, property. No, 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 no. Yeah, so we're on we're on this land. Does this story end with you getting murdered, Dave? Well, I'm still here. Oh, that's right. Okay, but it was good. but still... it was but it was dark and it was night. <laughs> and you just met these guys. And I just met these guys. And there's there's a Charles Manson tie here. And they say to never go to a secondary location of which you are in. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so I mean, to be honest, I just bent over laughing because I was just absolutely tickled <laughs> that, like, here's this bucket list item that was never on my bucket list. I get to add to the list and check it off. I'm a three on the Enneagram, and I love checking off stuff on the list. So it's just another one of those, did that, check it off, line through, thumbs up, new experience. There is nothing better than getting something done on your to-do list, and you didn't even have to know it was there. That's I know. That's amazing. They had no idea I was there, but at the end of it, I was tickled. They say anything else about like, you know, we just try not to talk about it or, you know, eh, it's just, it's, it's, it's normal to us. We live yeah. here. Yeah. Well, what what's cool is, um, well, that's part of the reason why they have it all fenced off is just because every single day they've got somebody who's a history buff, maybe a Manson sympathizer or, or just- True most, crime podcaster. Yeah, yeah. People that just love checking things out that have some sort of infamous story to it. Well, there's a whole thing on that called dark his or uh, dark tourism. Oh, it's like a whole industry. Oh, There's a yeah. whole show about it on Netflix. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm gonna watch that. That's thank you for that tidbit. But um, they get probably at least one person a day wanting to check the place out. So they just fenced it off. Um, they also still allow people to shoot movies there. So I can't remember the Quentin Tarantino film. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yep, that's it. So they wanted to shoot the Spawn Ranch scene in that movie on that property, but the church was like, "We've got to draw a line somewhere. We're gonna let." We're gonna let that story kind of, you know, not exist anymore here. So the in the movie, it is a different site, but they did a really great job at recreating what Spawn Ranch was. And there was a moment in time where they almost shot that on the original Spawn Ranch property that this church owns. I can't believe they turned Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Quentin Tarantino down. Aren't they dreamy? I yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt is like every guy's aspirations. I'm basically, I'm on the path. I'll, I'll look like him a couple of years. Are you? Yeah, I might get there when I'm 70. <laughs> yeah, the, well, that's a good one. If I, if I could look like, there we go, body switch. If I mm. could look like Brad Pitt uh, would look like when he's 70 right now instead of my current self at 29, do I make that trade? Man, that might still be an upgrade. I, I think would so. Be for me. Oh, I, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, Dave, that's uh, that's quite wild. I'm glad that you didn't get murdered in uh, Charles Manson's area by the ghost of him. I'm glad you didn't die from the lightning strike. And uh, thanks for telling us these stories. Absolutely, man. Anytime. All right. Now we're bringing in Jonah Day. Jonah, welcome to the pod. Hey, thank you. It's nice to be here. Tell me uh, what you do at Church Gear. Yeah, so um, a little bit of what I do here is manage our product photography, um, just make sure that whole process goes over smoothly. I'm taking pictures, getting them up into our, uh, what what would you call it, our database? Our database. I yeah. hear I hear the guy who did the photos before you, though, kind of did a better job. How do you, how do you, oh, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, he's um, Church Gear Hall of Fame for <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's um, a joke. I yeah. did photos and it was not great. Yeah, talk about a blown out. 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> hit me with that technical term. All right. So when you weren't taking photos, though, sometimes you're testing some gear, right? Yeah. Like a couple um, pieces. Yeah. When I came on to church gear, um, what I was brought on to do is test a little bit, uh, go on some road trips, pick up gear from churches. I'm sure I've met some of you guys. Um, so when people are out, I help out with the tech team. And I make sure that our products are tested, make sure they function properly. Um, and so, should I just dive right into this? Yeah, just, just, just dive right in. All a, right. A piece went rogue, and I thought, we need, we need to tell the people about this piece, because this is quite the story. So, there was a day where the tech team was, uh, you know, not as staffed as it should be. And Are you saying we were low on staff, Jonah? We were low on staff are you on, saying- that, <laughs> on that particular day. <laughs> so... Um, thought I'd hop in. I have a, a little bit of knowledge. Most of my background is worship team and playing guitar, but I know a little bit. And so I filled up this cart, filled it up with power amps, um, compressors, pretty run-of-the-mill stuff a guitarist like me would know. Um, I roll it over to a tech bench, and, and I'm plugging things in, as one does. Um, and I go to turn on the very first piece of gear on the cart. I flip the switch. And what do I hear? What do I hear, Blake? Kaboom! Yeah, uh, essentially, I click it on the voice of the Lord. You heard the first voice of the Lord. <laughs> I heard the voice of the Lord. Um, I hear it start pow- power cycling. It goes, and then the power amp erupts in flames on this cart, and I'm like, I, I should have been taking pictures. I should have never come to the tech bench. I go, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no! And all the tech guys they come and they come running. They come look, and there's just a billowing smoke in the tech room, and I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm going to burn down church gear. Yeah, we just moved buildings, Jonah. You're we just got out of the barn and you're going to burn down the new place. <laughs> yeah, I was I was taking it out on you guys. <laughs> Jonah's <just> kidding. <laughs> so so when you say I mean it's billowing like I don't think I've heard the full extent of this story. Like I thought there was like a spark or something. You mean like this thing is fully in flames. It, a it non-flammable erupts. object really. Like it's metal. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had power amps go bad before, a capacitor pops and and you hear it just a big old pop, and and that's the extent of it. But with this piece of gear, I've never had this happen before. I turn it on, it erupts, and fa- it's engulfed in flames. Did, was this the gear that we got from Playboy? So it was <laughs> the was, sinful gear. This was the sinful gear. Um, we mentioned that earlier on this episode. So, all right, uh, what do you, how do you how do you put it out? Do we have, have a fire extinguisher here? Are we that official? We, we do have a fire extinguisher. Oh, sure, we do have a fire extinguisher. We, do, we have numerous fire, whatever the the minimum amount of fire extinguishers. We, we got double. Yes. Triple. Um, but I didn't need to. So the fire, it, it erupts, and I guess it caught um, a bunch of dust on fire. This is an old piece of gear. <laughs> so so it erupts in flames, but it goes out within five seconds. But the whole tech lab smells like, like chemicals, like I poisoned everybody. So... I, I pull the power cord out immediately. There's no power running to this thing. I pick it up and I run it outside and I put it on the ground. And then I, I my heart's racing. And I'm like, I need to call people. I need to tell them. Um, and that was the extent of it. Everyone made it out alive. That gear never sold. Do we have a photo of that? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, that was so implied, but I'm glad you said that. Do we have a photo of that that amp? Oh, no. It, it never made it to the photo process. Oh, no. I meant, I meant like oh, someone's personally? iPhone. No, no. Dang it. Okay, that's amazing. I, I'm going to tell you my, my tidbit about dust. So whenever we get dusty gear at places, dust is technically dead skin cells. That is foul. So if you get a piece of gear that's covered in dust, it's covered in the congregation. 
that's oh. long been gone. This is real gross, but basically, you know, an old congregation lit a flame on this spout <laughs> ramp, and now they're gone. Yeah, I don't know with what you just told me if I should feel sentimental or if I should I take think, a shower. I felt... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Jonah's going to go take a shower. I'm going to feel a little sentimental, uh, and I'm glad Church Gear didn't burn down. Thank you, Jonah, for your heroic act. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, Jarna, you just walked out and you come back and say, I got to I got to put another minute 10 on here. Something else has just happened. I mean, you literally just walked out. So what what happened? <laughs> OK, so we, we just stopped recording and I was like, all right, thank you, Blake. It was nice seeing you. I walked back out to the tech lab and and the tech guys are like, Jonah, do you smell that? And I take I take a deep breath and I go, that's a blown up power amp. Speak of the devil. Um, so they show me. And as we were recording that. It was like a bad omen. A power amp blew up in our tech lab. I I don't love that. So it's almost like we're speaking it into existence. Now, I, a couple of weeks ago, said, oh, look at that focus right. That's so sexy. I bet that sells today. It sold for like within an hour of saying that. Yeah. To words, Toby. Words of power, man. So should we just start saying like, uh, you know, all the gear is going to sell tomorrow? Yeah. I, Chris will be great with that. Chris would be so happy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I just thought... You guys needed to know. You needed an update. Um, and if you guys want to pitch into our fire extinguisher fund. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Okay. Now, to be clear, uh, to be clear, Jonah, that doesn't happen a ton, right? <laughs> uh, um, it happens enough that I knew the smell. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and just to be clear again, none of this gear gets sold. This is part of the testing. That's why we do what we do. Um so that this doesn't end up at your church and set your church on fire. <laughs> we let it, we set ourselves on fire. Yeah, we instead. take the heat on that one. Love yeah, that. Thank All you. right. Well, until the next piece of gear blows up, uh, Jonah, thanks for coming on again. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Is it? Is this going to happen a third time? I sure hope so. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm going to bring in our sales specialist, gear driver, and overall just A plus hang. AJ Rucker. AJ, welcome to the show, man. What's happening, my boy? I am so glad you were here. I'm happy um, to be here, man. When uh, when you came on the free market, we were all like, <laughs> all right, we got to sign this free agent immediately <laughs> because he's the coolest hang ever, and I, I don't need any other bullet points. I don't need a resume. I don't need to know anything else, and so I'm so glad you are, you're joining us here at Church Gear. Man, I, I have loved my almost two and a half months here. It is definitely the place to be it's it, so much fun so so it's still been fun it's uh <laughs> dude it's so much fun i for for an admin minded person what i get to do is so much fun mm. i love it yeah so so give me um so aj is going to tell us the the five craziest things he's ever seen in sales messages <laughs> and to clarify these are not from our church clients who buy from us you know we sell on the website and you should buy there cuz you've got the podcast code right. to get the best deal but we also sell on eBay and Reverb, um, so this is this we, is coming from those moments. We have some characters. <laughs> so, so before you get to your top five, kind of just set up. So, what is what does a sales day look like for you? Yeah, so uh, I, I get to do this, and I get to serve alongside Drew, uh, who also is like our sales director. So um, every day is different. So depending on the way of the week. You know, we can be a little more aggressive with offers, or you know, if the week is more of like, hey. If people are reaching out a lot, we, we, we can give them some more, you know, little discounts. But normally I will do the morning shift is what we'll call it. Normally I'm, I'm on, I'll hop on the computer at 8 o'clock, 
Clock Got your out. coffee and lunch pail. Oh, yeah. Or my Alani New. Shout out Alani New. Sponsor us. Sponsor <laughs> us, please, Alani New. Please. No free ads. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so I'll, I'll start at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. And I'm getting the bulk of those last, like, late night international people. Mm. You got the <laughs> you got the person who was like, oh wait, I need that, and as they go to sleep, they send the message. Oh man, like I'm I'm getting those international people who have, mm, yeah, I'm right. getting those morning messages. So eight a.m. to five, that's me, and then Drew takes over the rest of the night. But man, the things that I see every single day. Yeah, give us some of. So, <laughs> so one of the things that blows my mind is if you if you shop with us and you know, obviously you work with Church Gear before. Everything is so descriptive. Like, if you go to a listing, you're going to know everything we know about this unit. I get this message probably out of a five-day work week for me. I'm getting this answer. I'm getting this question 30 times at least. Somebody's like, hey, I'm really interested in this. Does it work? And I'm like, listen, and I, I try to be nice. Like, I'll get it the first thing at 8 a.m. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. Okay, I'm going to answer this one really You're polite. fresh. You got your coffee. I'm polite. As the day goes on and I receive more and more, I'm like, okay, n- did you read the description notes? Or um, in our description, actually, here's what we know. And I will, I'll get to the point to where I'll just copy and paste the description. <laughs> and so, like, it's just so funny to me. Like, you didn't read. You just wanted a person to read for you. I don't get it. Oh, what is it? Um, we've had someone else here say, hey, you Google this. Like, we'll yeah, get those yeah. messages. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so that's like the no, first one. Second thing that really blows my mind, too, is this one. It's, does this cost for shipping? Okay. Every listing, whether you're on the website, whether you're on eBay, Reverb, wherever we're selling something, it will specifically have a cost for shipping. Or if it doesn't, it'll say freight, contact seller for more information. They will still ask, does this cost, why? They'll say, why does this cost to ship? You know what? I'm blaming Bezos (laughs) on that. Bezos has put an impossible standard for free shipping that everyone is addicted to. How many gifts did I buy for Christmas this year off of Amazon? All of them. Yep. Most of mine. And one of them, one of them was a um, a little little waffle maker, like little baby waffles for my wife. They just slapped a shipping label on it and put the box in the door. Like, like on the actual box. On the actual box. I was no pissed. double box. <laughs> My wife walks up, sees it. Well, that gives out the door. Oh, All right. So that's great. Okay. Number three. Number three is we will be running active discount codes on all three marketplaces, whether it's eBay, Reverb, the website. You can see what code to use. And then someone will ask for a discount on top of the discount. Is that discount double check? I, I'm like, this ain't Aaron Rodgers, bruh. This ain't Aaron Rodgers, bro. We ain't doing no double check, nothing. You got your, you got your discount. Stop being greedy. Mm. You think mm. because you think because church is in the name of us that you're just gonna take advantage of us? That ain't happening, dog. If we if we give this gear to you, we can't help the church <laughs> buying their other gear. And then okay, number four. This is one of my favorite things. There will be an item. I'm not kidding you. It doesn't matter what it is. This is just a great example. Let's say that we have something listed for three ninety nine ninety nine, right? Somebody will, they will, I have got messages like this multiple times. This is just an example. This was actually, what's today? I don't even remember what today is. Anyways, this was probably like a week ago. Somebody, there was a, a high dollar item. It was like $899, $899. Somebody said, can you give this to me for $108? Nah, it's a stack. You better I'm, bring a stack. I'm really sitting here like, okay, you just asked for $700 off 
of an $800 item. Who who told you that that was that was a smart tactic? That tells me at some point that worked for somebody, or they're just waiting for that first moment and they're like, <sighs> "This will." Yeah. I don't understand that one. I was just like, I mean, I I when I got that message, I laughed for a good like thirty five. You should have replied back and been like, "You know what? Actually, I'm gonna pay you to take it. I'm gonna ship <laughs> it to you, and I'm gonna send you some money." But what's <laughs> Thank funny? You for taking what's this. funny is because of the price of that item. Obviously, we know. Well, some things are are smaller, but. If I see something eight hundred plus, I'm like, all right, it's probably going for eight. You're gonna you're gonna ask me to you're gonna ask for the item to be knocked to a hundred dollars, right? But you're gonna pay way more than that in shipping, anyways. So I was just like, what are you? Uh, whatever. Anyways, I'm gonna wrap this up. Number five. Number five. Oh, okay, here we go. Drum roll. When people buy something out of an impulse, we we've we've done it before. Impulse buying. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm, I think this will work, and then a day goes by. And you're like, you've done some research, and you're like, yeah, this ain't going to work. I did this just last week. <laughs> bought, a, bought a bed comforter from Amazon. Didn't look like the photo. I'm like, I got to send it back. There, and what they say is, I don't want this anymore. And so I have to forward that to Ryan, who's over our customer service department. And he's like, is it defective? No. Okay, does it work? Yeah. So what are we returning this for? I, I just don't want it anymore. <laughs> It's like, bro, what are you, what? So you made, you. we went through this. And the thing is, those will be, those will be the people that I've had like the longest message thread with. Like I've talked to this person maybe two or three days about the item that they bought. And then a day later, I don't want it anymore. Man. I mean, we do a 30 day return policy. Are they still in that? Yeah. But for the most part. Mm. So then we had to we we take we it have back, to don't do we? it. Yeah, mm. we have to do it. But at the same time, I'm what like, what if we weren't nice? Do your research, man. Mm. Man, AJ, that is hysterical. <laughs> um, I cannot believe there are that many random messages out there in the world, but I appreciate you handling them. And you know, you know you're always so nice in them. Even though we got, uh, I think you channel all that into comedy for when we see you in person because you always have a fun, fun quip on them. But you're so nice to everybody. So thanks, I have to man. Be. Oh, uh, th- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, what if for Christmas next year your your gift at the company Christmas party was you get five whatever you want to say responses? Oh man, how fast would those be used January first? Mm, I would be strategic, save them because there are going to be some crazy answers throughout the weeks. You have to do like once a quarter and then double up a quarter. You ever see see friends or no, not friends? How I Met Your Mother, the slap bet. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Harrison saving up the slaps. Uh huh. I need them all. Oh well, thanks for coming on, man. Always, bro. We now have our warehouse utility player here for the fourth story and the last story. Uh, He's also the podcast editor, so uh, this guy does a lot to make this thing happen, and he's here for a confession. We're going to serve as his priest, so we welcome him into the podcast booth here to confess his church gear sins. Ross Black, welcome to the show. Forgive me, Blake, for I have sinned. Oh, man. I I do not have such authority. (laughs) All right. Um. So warehouse utility player, what does that really mean? Because I feel like you do just about everything here. You're like the greatest, I'm not going to say greatest employee. Everybody's my favorite because he edits the podcast. So what does that mean? Um, really what it boils down to is is <laughs> I do some of the stuff that it can be moved quicker. It can be done quickly, but uh, nobody really wants to do it. And so I just pick it up and I do it. And that ends up helping our numbers and our our value estimates and all of that type of stuff by the end of the week. And um, mostly that's uh, 
That's Aviums. Ross is not going to brag here on himself, but I will. Um, when we met Ross, he was just like a shining young lad on a Zoom screen about to graduate Liberty. And he was like, yeah, you just need someone to help out and go do gear trips. Yeah, yeah, I'll show up. And we were like, ah, oh, this guy seems really nice. Let's bring him on because we like nice guys. Ross was nice. And he was also a genius editor for the podcast. He's also an amazing tech. He's great at testing gear. And he's like just a great find of a hire. You know, the hiring environment is hard. And we were like, this guy is a gym. So really glad you're here. And uh, now I'm just wondering, will we still love you after this confession? I don't know. I think it's it's more funny at the end of the day than anything. So um, we didn't burn any co- uh, company, you know, dollars on it. The warehouse is still intact. We didn't, s- no, no theft. No acts of God, like a like a lightning. Like an insurance bolt. claim. Like an insurance claim or a flaming uh, power amp. But it is of, of a um, of a more uh, shameful, Look at you, uh, guilty, Colin, guilty pleasure. Calling back moments that you weren't even on the podcast for with the lightning and the power amp. That's I'm, impressive. I'm, I'm recapitulating. You're. Mm. I can't even. I don't have those big <laughs> words in my repertoire. All right, so, so here it is. Tell us your confession. Here it is. So we we have this inside joke. Um, us among the techs, like like the tech team, um, we like to listen. To, it's it's our guilty pleasure, um, artist, and it's like basically the Nickelback of country music. Um, you know, everybody like. There's a core audience of people who absolutely loves this artist and then people who just make fun. And we make fun. Uh, and the artist is Montgomery Gentry. And it's Oh, we're going to say it on the live. I'm, okay. so, I'm sorry. You I know can, we sold him a lot of gear, right? I can edit it out. <laughs> no, it's, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, so um, basically, I my computer sits in the middle of, of all of the desks. And so often music is played on my computer through my speakers and thus my Spotify account. And... I would I would say I'm a music enjoyer. I like to listen to music. I mean, you in your profile picture on Instagrams, you holding a guitar. Right. We know you're a music guy. I do music. Listen to music very often. Um, but during my Spotify Wrapped this year, um, my top artist by a long shot um, was Montgomery Gentry. No. And not only that, I was in the top point zero five percent of listeners who listen to Montgomery Gentry. So I'm in like a select group of people who enjoy Montgomery Gentry. I don't know if they enjoy it ironically or if they like genuinely like enjoy it. I was going to say, do you want to start a support group for this top percent and y'all meet and, you know, discuss if you are, at what point does it go from hate listening to, uh, and guilty pleasure to actual just pleasure? (laughs) Right. Exactly. I think there would be a war between those two people. Ooh. Yeah. It's like factions. It's like, yeah, it's, it's fan factions. Yeah, exactly. And Gentry's like, well, I'm getting streams either way. Yeah. But, <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's funny, yeah, it's, Ross. It's something to be proud of. That's a reference. You should listen to some of the songs. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, my gosh. This is so meta to, to hate listen it into your top, top spot. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I've only worked here for six months. And so, like, it, it has to be, like, a like, religious thing. Like, we listen to this often. I'm I'm looking for the real confession here. So you've told us the topic, you've told us the the subject matter. I want the heart. I want you to tell us: Do you he, are you here ready to confess your actual unironic love for Montgomery Gentry? I think it's time. <laughs> Wait, is that? I don't know if that's sincere or not. It's time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think there it is. I, I think. I mean, whenever I turn it on, I get a big smile. So I mean, that's and the whole tech team loves it. That's right. All right. We could go turn it on right now out there, and they'd they'd all sing along. <laughs>
You heard it here first. The sounds that fill the Church Gear headquarters uh, halls, Montgomery Gentry. Thanks, thanks, Ross, for coming on. Of course. Okay, Blake, most of our listeners don't know that uh, I do awards for our all-staff meetings every couple weeks. They're very fancy, very prestigious. They yes. come in plaques, <laughs> Amazon gift cards, filtering the back of them, just plastered on them. They're literally the opposite of that. I print them out, and then I draw on, like, design elements, like the chintziest design elements. For the Christmas party, Toby was like, yeah, I sent him a template for for those awards, and he goes, Blake, that has color. That's going to cost more money on the printer. <laughs> I know. Come on. These are awards are for, uh, what do people crave? Uh, appreciation? Recognition? Yeah. Recognition. Money? No. No, money. not money, Blake. I don't. We don't give people money here at Church Gear. Oh, you just you said work what here do for people, the recognition. You said what for the do, awards. You said what do people crave? That's a big category. <laughs> so these awards, and we do them every year at our uh, staff Christmas party. Uh, I'll. Should I tell them their jokes, or should I just let them figure that out on their own? You know what? I think you just tell them. I okay. think that's the fun. So I've got, uh, I think, sixteen or seventeen awards here. And uh, a lot of these are some of our guests, so very excited for them to receive these awards. We're going to start out with the Ultimate Free Shipping Award going to Wally Grant. Wally recently traveled halfway across the globe from Uganda to pick up his microphones that he purchased through Church Gear. See, that's still not as the most impressive Wally in the world because Wally, trans, you know, uh, in the movie, he went all around the world and into space. I mean, he traveled even further than Wally did from Uganda to America. I don't know. I'll still give it to Wally Grant. Oh, no, totally. Okay. The, um, the Adult Content Award? I don't know. Nope. All right. We're cutting that. What does nope. that even mean? The I, Adult Content Award re- goes to Jay Desai. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> for cracking open what very well might have been a beer. We can't prove or deny that during the episode and requiring our editor to bleep him out at least three times. That was honestly really funny. I should say, I don't know what any of these awards are. I didn't uh, proof this. Nope. You're learning as we go. Thanks, Jay. Okay. Thanks for the free content goes to Toby's dad. (laughs) Toby's dad is the unofficial (laughs) third uh, host of this podcast. For falling down the stairs drunk, getting strip searched by TSA. And a wealth of other malfeasances that, transla- that translated to great stories. Are we ever going to tell the story about when he got arrested? Did he get arrested? <laughs> I was just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> that list was so, uh, you know, insane. I thought maybe that, was, that would be on the list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Iron Gut Award. Oh, this, got it. this has to be for me, the amount of food I eat. Goes to the person who talked about ingesting the most disgusting thing, which is not actually me for drinking a cup full of spit, but Corey Edwards for putting raw liver in his morning smoothies. That's straight up disgusting, dude. Yeah, I was so disappointed that we didn't win that five truths and a lie because I thought that had to be a lie. That That is, oof. Yep. So uh, the most embarrassing moment... It's got to go to Adam Taylor for losing in trivia to you, Blake. That's right. That was my best moment on the podcast all year, except uh, for the time I told you about us killing the golf cart battery. That was probably my second best. Yeah, Adam, I'm so disappointed in you. Uh, most memorable quote goes to our buddy Zach Kimry. Oh, is it the uh, burnout is self-induced? 
Burnout is self-induced or inflicted. How did he say it? Yeah, I think he said burnout is self-induced. Which is, how how could it be the most memorable quote if we can't even get it right? Well, it was, that is what resonated the most with people. Like truly that episode shot up there and it was like, people are, people are feeling that. Yeah. Okay. The dummy of the year. All right now. Goes to Blake Hodges. Of course. For not knowing who one of the most ridiculously famous people on the planet is. Blake, who's Bono again? The guy from U2. Wait a minute. (laughs) What does he do in U2? Oh, I was really scared I was going to get it wrong there again. He puts uh, songs on your iPhone without wow. uh, permission. He's the singer. No, Steve Jobs put him on there. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay. And Next up, the guest we tried hardest not to have on the podcast. No, this is mean. What is this? Drew Hester. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks for being a good sport while we canceled and rescheduled your episode at least 468 times. Yeah, I love you, Drew, so much. I'm sorry. Okay, world's greatest beard. Ooh, okay. Are you even having to think about this? Come on. Well, you know how my memory is, Toby. I'm like a goldfish. Blake, you got this. Oh, we got sweet this. Pete. Sweet Pete. I mean, is there even even competition? There's not. I mean, yeah. honestly, if we cut off every single person's beard that's been on the podcast and added them up in length, mm-hmm. he's still probably got the longer beard. I think we should do that. That's we a should. good little uh, end of the year project for us. All right. Are you going to contribute your beard to this as well, Toby? <laughs> I just shaved this morning. I should have saved it. Okay. Most downloaded episode. This one's for real. Like, this is actually measurable. This is not just opinion. dun da da dun Scott Ragsdale. Scott. Congrats, Scott. Scott well done. Scott is number one. Uh, honorable mention goes to, oh, and Scott, this is me telling you I told you so, that you're the godfather of mixing. Mm. From you rags know. to riches, you know. There you go. So uh, honorable mention goes to number two was Mr. Zach Kimry. Well done, Mr. Burnout is self-induced. And number three are aforementioned most embarrassing dude, Adam Taylor, number mm. three. And just like to say that all three of them beat out Lee Fields and Jeff Sandstrom, who were bringing up fourth and fifth. I think we should not tell Lee and Jeff we who was not. fourth and who was fifth. Do you think they will uh, hate us now that we've said this on the podcast? Have we lost their friendship? No. No? No. Okay, that's good. I know. That's I think good. they're willing to accept that Ragsdale, Kemry, and Taylor are just a little bit better than them. Mm. Because those are good dudes. What's funny is most of the, well, a lot of the gear we got from churches this year was Lee telling people we were we were cool to work with. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully that doesn't change next year. Okay. Uh, I'm, I can't go into detail because we are a, you know, clean podcast, but we do have an award for the most inappropriate church pickup. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I know where this is going. Yep. So out in Los Angeles, one of our churches gave us some gear and did inform us ahead of time that uh, it came from Playboy Industries. Now, I don't think it's not like it was all of it, right? It was like no, a just couple, a few pieces. Yeah. Okay. Just so everyone knows that our most of our gear is not sourced from Playboy. <laughs> and when we got it back to the warehouse, sure enough, there were Playboy asset tags on there. Yeah, it was literally like a normal boring uh, barcode, but it just said Playboy on there. Okay. Uh, Blake, I'm sorry about this one, but uh, most accomplished when compared to Blake, when you factor in age and actual accomplishments. Oh, can I guess? Yes. Alexa Ross. Nope. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. I was thinking it would be younger. I know. He is younger. Oh, no. Um, oh, 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 oh. David Mendoza. Nope. Well, who is Even it? Even younger. 
Griffin McCravey. Oh, Griffin McCravey with the gravy. Love that guy. Dude, the the dude is 23 years old and already painfully puts Blake to shame in positive life trajectory. Well, he also has a cooler tattoo. I really like his light bulb tattoo. Yeah. You don't have a tattoo. Well, not yet. Or maybe you don't know about it yet. Maybe that's a reveal on this podcast. I finally got the logo. I mean, last time I unwrapped you, it didn't go so well. So (laughs) I don't want to unwrap you again and then find some random tattoo. This analogy. Okay. Uh, I mean, this one was actually voted on by our listeners. So, I mean, it, it just is what it is. Podcast host of the year goes to Bloby hotters oh my gosh you know what getting half the credit that's that's more than i expected to get because somehow blake two wrongs do make a right (laughs) (laughs) okay that's pretty good i like that okay four left four left craziest story man that's a honestly this would be the award someone should be the most proud of because there's been a lot of them there's a lot of crazy stories i'm giving it to quentin kelly yes the dude straight up had a line array land on his face how he is still so good looking, none of us understand. You know, honestly, yeah, it puts us all to shame. I'm like, Quentin can look that good and be that talented after nearly dying. Yeah. We need to have him back on again. Quentin, come back to the show. Yeah. Okay, happiest guest. Oh, okay. Todd uh, Elliott. Yeah, Todd's such a good dude. Yeah, keep smiling, buddy. Love that guy. Keep smiling. <laughs> keep shining. No. Okay. <laughs> Add some uh, compressor and EQ to that, Ross. And some uh, pitch correcting. Okay, the award for the church that provided us the most guests. Ooh, I'm going to say Bayside. Yes, Bayside Church. Lee Fields, Dave Rodiger, Aaron Padilla, and Dan Jarrett. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah, thanks, Bayside. Okay, and the final award. It just says, you are awarded one public firing. Blake Hodges. All right, the first firing of 2023's count. Everybody start start counting on your little books to see if you can win. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that, that's good. Toby, I uh, I love your gift for awards because I like them as a you know content piece, but my memory is terrible. So I'm glad that you can remember all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. I'm what's the opposite of a goldfish? You're a goldfish. Oh, an elephant. An elephant. You just called me giant fatty. No, I, elephants are. Are you are you messing with me right now? Elephants are known for having good memories. Like they, there's like a whole really? phrases around. Yes. For, all right. I promise. Okay. And then if you say so. Mr. Goldfish. So what was it? Our call signs were interesting and odd, so I'm an odd Mm -hmm. goldfish and you're Mm -hmm. an interesting elephant. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Okay, um, let's move into the tech takeaway. This is the tech takeaway coming from Church Gear. We're going to do one ourselves, Um, and this one is going to be twofold. We're going to talk about the amount of money we paid back to churches this year and the amount of churches we sold gear back to. So Toby, give us the amount of money that we paid churches uh, back to this year. Okay, so we're still, you know, we're recording mid-December 2022. So we do have a couple weeks left, and we do have purchases, you know, still lined up. But we have already paid out over $2 million to churches. $2 million. That is crazy. So that's $2 million worth of gear that would have gone into the dumpster, but instead has gone back into a ministry budget. And that just makes me feel good about all the... All the madness I have to deal with here at church gear. It's all worth it. Every firing, every public humiliation to know that we help churches. Yeah, every dummy of the year award. You know what? I will take a thousand dummy of the year awards if we can keep giving millions of dollars to churches. I love it. All right, what's our, our second tech, tech takeaway is the amount of churches we sold gear back to. So, Toby, how many churches did we get gear back to? So, we just started tracking this number in May or June. So, we don't... We don't know the full, but it's over 200 churches 
that gear has gone back into. That's amazing. And hey, you you outdid me again then because I started tracking firings in October and you tracked churches we sold back to in May. So well done. I mean, I I do like the fact that we've put church we put gear back into a lot more churches than I have fired you. Like I'm disappointed that I didn't fire you more, but I'm also really excited that we got a lot of gear back to churches. That is a good balance there. Um, did now, Ch- Toby? If we get church a piece of gear that came from Playboy, have we redeemed the gear, <laughs> or did we, we send sin into the church? We definitely had a pastor come over and anoint it with oil. We should have done. You know, I, I didn't know how I felt honestly about telling people that we should. We would have done a great <laughs> social post, like some holy water. That's great. Well, I love that. I love that we can every year talk about the amount of money we put back into budgets, the amount of gear we gave back to, or sold back to churches. Um, you know, really, that's a, in a nutshell what we do here, or at least what we did this year. So that's great. And then our uh, plan and our hope is to give close to $3 million back to churches to pay out $3 million in 2023. You know, I got to say, Toby, I think that that's you're shooting low. You know, we did two million this year. We've we've doubled every year for the past twenty years. So at some point, we have to stop doubling. Like our growth has to slow some. Well, you now, know, if we double in twenty twenty three, none of us will be surprised. Listen, the doctor keeps telling me my weight needs to stop doubling, and that has not stopped me yet. Mm-hmm. So it's true. All right. Well, here's to twenty twenty three and uh, putting a lot more money back into church budget budgets. Um, What's a budget? You know what? It's uh, it's an edit that Ross could do if he wanted to make me sound better. <laughs> nah. We got to start building content for Dummy of the Year in 2023. That's true. So thank you, everyone, that's joined us on the podcast this year. We're looking forward to more guests, more stories, you know, great tech takeaways and crazy stuff for me and Toby next year. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope to see you back next week for more absurd stories, tech takeaways, and overall buffoonery here at the Church Gear Studios. So, Blake, you realize that you can't double the podcast code in 2023, right? Oh, I already have. It's 22%. And I'm going to double the firings. And you know what, Blake? If you want to double the podcast code, I'm happy to take that money out of your paycheck. You already beat me to it. I was going to joke. You could just take it right from my paycheck. Yeah. You know, I, look, I'm going to win the lottery eventually, and it's going to be fine. Eventually. I mean, that's a lot of people's retirement plans. It's a good... <laughs> Good, well-thought-out plan. You know what? All jokes aside, terrible. That's a terrible retirement plan. Don't retire on the lottery. But you know what you probably could retire on? Is the 11% off uh, at churchgear.com. You save so much money on your production gear. I mean, just use code PODCAST, and and you could basically put that 11% away in your retirement plan. And I'm going to create a secret code. It's dummy of the year is Blake. Oh, actually, you should. Okay, Blake, I've been working on some jingles for our new website launch. So I've got churchy, churchy, church, church gear. Toby, what have I told you about singing on the podcast? It doesn't work. But you know what is working? Our new website. You can actually get it to load on your phone. You can actually buy a new piece of gear without your phone bursting into flames. Well, what if I spelled it out like C-H-U-R-C-G-E-R? Toby, Toby, stop. That is not working. But you know what is working? The search bar on our website. You can actually search speakers and speakers will appear. No joke, that didn't always work. Okay, what if I just did something like go to churchgear.com? Uh, you know what? That one works.